0: is gospel chapter 22 and i'm going to pick up where we left off last week and we left off at a good place last week and i just want to remind you as you're finding matthew 22 verse 29 that everything you need to be successful and everything you need to be victorious everything you need to overcome is in you already if christ lives in you amen it is christ in you the hope of glory so if you need healing, it is there. If you need deliverance, it is there. If you're looking for God to do miracles, I'm telling you, your miracles are there. How many of you know there's an anointing here today because we showed up? Amen? So we just need to thank God. Thank thank you, Lord, for the anointing that's here this morning. Thank you, Lord, that the anointing was so strong it flickered the lights today and took out the sound system. Praise God that when your anointing shows up, that, that even natural things have to respond to the presence of the Lord. Amen. If you don't think that wasn't God, you can say anything you want. I've seen that happen before. Where God has showed up and, and it manifested in ways like that. Revival isn't coming, folks. Here's good news. It's here. It's in you and it's in me. Just waiting to get out of us. Amen. But the key, as we've mentioned, is getting what is in you activated and released. Sometimes it will be as dramatic as the testimony Tracy shared with us this morning. Sometimes it won't seem nearly as dramatic. Sometimes it'll seem far more providential. But the fact of the matter is, it's still God using, moving, uh, dealing in you. And we need to get there. Amen. And see those things take place. And our problem is we've not mastered that aspect of our being. And so I want to teach a little bit more about how we master that aspect of who we are. And so I've entitled the lesson today, Three Foundational Aspects. Three foundational aspects of moving in power. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 22, verse 29. Before I read to you uh, these passages, um, I want to share with you just briefly what's going on. Jesus is in the midst of a conversation here with a group that are called the Sadducees. Now, we don't often speak much about the Sadducees. You hear a lot more, to be candid with you, about the Pharisees. Now, the Pharisees... Uh, It may be on the screen overhead, I'm not sure, but the Pharisees were that group of people who were meticulous about the law. They were meticulous about tradition. The Pharisees had intellectually assented to the fact that God's word is true. They assented to the fact that God could do the miraculous, but the Pharisees never made a place for it. So understand, the Pharisees were the group that believed the Bible, so to speak, of their day was true, but they never made a place for the miracles of the Bible. They never made a place for that to take place. It wasn't that they struggled all that much with miraculous testimonies and happenings, but in and of their own lives, they never made a place for it. The Sadducees, which is the group that we're talking about this morning, was a little bit different group. Both of these two fellowships were a part of what they called the Sanhedrin in that particular day. The Sadducees were a little bit different group, though. They only believed certain books of the Bible. In fact, in that particular era, the Sadducees believed only the first five books of the Bible. They called it the Torah. Those were the only books that they believed. So unless it was in the Torah, they weren't going to receive it as being the word or the will of God. And, of course, they would uh, uh, assent to the fact that if God had done something miraculous in those five books they would assent to the fact that, okay, God did those things. But because the Torah had been completed and because they didn't believe any other of the books of the prophets, they didn't believe that God could do that today. And so really both those two groups were of a mindset that the miraculous or the power of God really had no place in today's world or in what was going on in their particular era. Now, in Matthew 22 and 29 we see Jesus responding to a question or a scenario that the Sadducees are building before him. They begin to ask him this question about the resurrection. They ask him if if somebody's married to somebody and uh, the spouse dies, and then they get married to someone else and that spouse dies, and then they get married to someone else and that spouse dies, then when they get to heaven, who they marry to? Now, have you ever met someone that's so smart they're just kind of dumb? Well, that's this group, because they didn't even believe in a resurrection. So it was a moot question to them. They're just trying to be a smart guy. It's like when you have somebody that doesn't even believe in God ask you all these questions out of the Bible, and you just want to hit them up the side of the head, because they don't believe the Bible anyway. My view is, why are you asking questions about it? You don't believe it anyway, and you won't believe what I have to say to you. And that's basically what Jesus said in Matthew 22 and 29. This is his response. He says to them, you are mistaken, the actual word there could be translated even deceived, you are mistaken not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. Not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. Now, in today's world, the world in which you and I live in, we see at times the very same thing. There are churches and Christians who will tell you they believe. Now hear me now. They'll use the word believe. But what they really mean is they assent to something. It doesn't mean they really have faith for it. It means they'll just capitulate to it. Or they'll acquiesce to it. Or they'll just say, okay, I, I believe that. But that but that belief is, is more to do with their intellectualism than it has to do with reality. They believe in the possibility of miracles. They believe in the possibility of signs. They believe in the possibility of wonders. But the problem is with life in general they never make room for it they believe it but they don't make room for it i've seen people even preach in the bible and who will say they are biblical but they'll do just like the Sadducees. They'll, they'll take certain books of the Bible to be true. But then they'll get to the book of Acts. And they'll say, well, you know, the Acts, you know, that was for a certain time period. It's really not for today. And God doesn't do those things uh, today like he used to do then. And they'll have a whole complex system of why it is that God can't do a miracle today. And as far as I'm concerned, I'll just stick with what Paul said to Timothy when he said that all scripture is profitable for doctrine. So if it's in the book of Acts, I embrace it. Amen. But Jesus gave two profound concepts that you and I must get as we begin to share some of these insights that we've been learning here in recent days. Two profound things. Number one is, you and I must know the scripture. You and I must know the word of God. The reason we must know the word of God is because this is the will and testament. This is Our inheritance document. This is the promise of God. Whatever this book says I can do, I can do. Whoever it says I am, that's who I am. Whatever it says can happen, can happen. I must know the word because this word contains the will, the inheritance, the promise, the possibility, the heart of God. And if he put it in his word, you can count on it. Now that's number one. We must know what's available to us. We must know who we are. We must know what God's about. We must know that. But the second area, it just doesn't end there, but the second area says we must know, everyone say no, we must know the power of God. Now that was the Sadducees' problem. They didn't know the word and they didn't know the power of God, either one. Now there are some people who know the word, but they don't know the power of God. And I suppose there are some people who know the power of God and they're clueless about the word. So we've got to know both. The word for no in the original language is the word oida. Oida is interesting because it literally means this. It means they had no perception. They had no scope of understanding. They had never come near or seen or perceived with any fullness or comprehension. The power of God. I'll say that again. They had no perception. They had no scope of understanding. They had never come near. They had never seen. They had never perceived with any fullness of comprehension. I'm to the place, and I'm talking about myself. I have no place talking about the power of God unless the goods are there. Amen. I'll just say amen. You can say amen. It won't offend me. Amen. You don't have any business talking about the power of God unless the goods are there. I mean, we talk a lot, but we we need to know the power of God. And that's our issue as American Christians. We don't master and we don't understand what really is the center issue of all of life. We've mastered everything under the sun except what ultimately is important and what ultimately will bring us help. We master sports. We master hobbies. We master Nintendo. We master those we machines now. We master our careers. We have areas of expertise, some of us here, that we could ask you any question in your particular area of expertise, and you have mastered it. We have hundreds of arenas of natural possibility that all of us may have an interest in. We master these things. We spend millions of dollars on all sorts of things like diets and healthcare and education, psychoanalysis, hobbies. I mean, think of everything we spend money on, we master, we find ourselves to be experts in. All the while we are doing this, our inner man, which contains everything we need for life and success and victory and triumph and conquering, goes neglected. Amen. I mean, we know, we know things. We don't even have to Google it, we know it. But we've got to learn that the reason we are in the state we are in is not because we've got so much expertise in this one arena. It's because we've not mastered where God exists and where he lives and where he abides and where he dwells. And we've not mastered how we let that which is in us out of us. We've not understood that. And so there's three foundational concepts I'm going to give you real quickly as to what we need to begin to do in order to begin to master this particular area of our life. And if you haven't been, uh, in fact, the guys who've been coming to Connect Group, which by the way, no Connect Groups this week because of the net meeting. So just a reminder on that. But uh, we talked with the guys this week about our inner man and we talked on Wednesday night. It was great to see, man, a burgeoning crowd on Wednesday night. I'm just here to tell you on wednesday nights. I'm going to be teaching about the inner man So i'm just telling you we need to fill this place up because i'm i'm telling you we've got answers for why life isn't working right for people and so And so there are three things though I can begin to give you now this morning as to what needs to happen In order to begin to master this area number one is i've just called it the renewing of our mentality Write that down the renewing of our mentality. This is foundation you know what foundation means? It means if we don't get this, then we can't build. We can't go anywhere. Over and over, the scripture says that we're to be renewed in our minds. You know that. You've heard me talk about that before. A part of what needs renewing is the belief that God is in you. Isn't it funny how we can go through a week, and by the time we get to Friday at the end of the week, our consciousness has been so messed up by the world and what we've interacted with in the world, we forget, we lose. It evaporates that God consciousness, that He is in me. And because He is in me, I have more than enough of what is, a, what is, what is necessary to overcome. He is more than able. We've got to keep renewing our mentality. And as you renew your mentality, even daily, as to God living in you, Lord give me consciousness of you living in me Give me an understanding that you're big inside of me Help me to realize that nothing Will come to me this day that, that I don't have more than enough of you To prevail in that particular circumstance We've got to renew that mentality When we lived in Spartanburg We lived next door to a A person that had kind of a, 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 a Like a golden retriever mutt Dog It was white with a little gold in it It was kind of muddy and, and, and its name was Molly. Molly was just a big, you know, friendly dog. But Molly would, you know, escape. And Molly would go dig holes in all the neighbor's yard. And, and Molly would irritate you. Because you'd be out there mowing the lawn or something. And you'd nearly break your ankle because she she dug a hole in your yard. And it was becoming a problem. Someone was going to shoot Molly pretty soon if if it wasn't dealt with. And so the pressure was put to bear on our neighbor. And so he tried various ways of uh, apprehending and keeping Molly in the yard and finally had got Molly one of those neck braces, you know, one of those collars that when she got up close to the edge, it would beep. And then she'd she'd get up a little closer and it would her, you know, zapper. And so it took a while for Molly to kind of get the hang of the thing. She got zapped a lot in those early days. I mean, just just zapped, you know, like like one of those tasers. And so she she'd get tased and eventually she understood that she could only go to the boundaries of her yard. After a while, he took the collar off. It was amazing what happened. That Molly, because she'd been tased so many times going to the boundary, that that one time now without the collar that she went to the boundary, she stopped because she knew, because of the conditioning that had gone on in her mind, that it, that, that in all probability she was going to be tased. When in actuality, she could have made it through. But she'd been conditioned. She'd been conditioned by this external stimulus called a taser to only be able to believe that she could exist within those boundaries despite the fact that was taken off her neck despite the fact she could have ran free one more time I remember going to the old Soviet Union back in 1992 many of you remember watching on television when uh, it wasn't Gorbachev but it was Yeltsin stood on the tanks and the collapse of communism took place and And they endeavored to institute a democracy in the old Soviet Union and the nations got their independence and so now it's the Commonwealth of Independent States. But I'll never forget all the television and the hoopla that went on. That communism had fallen. And communism was no longer their form of government. And communism no longer had any dominion or sway in the in the countries of the old Soviet Union. But it was interesting when I went there in 1992. That despite the fact that the government had changed. The mentality of the people was still the same. They still thought in that system. They still acted in that system. They still expected things to happen within that system. And it was very, very difficult, especially for the older ones, to make this transition from what they had known for, for decades into something uh, brand new. And it was difficult for us as Americans at times to, to look at their system because I can remember one time uh, we were just trying to get some luggage into the hotel and all these guys were arguing about how to get the luggage into the hotel. And, and I looked at the interpreter and I said, listen, just tell them to be quiet. We'll just carry it in the hotel. And she said, no, 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 that's not how we do it here. I said, what do you mean that's not how you do it here? You pick the luggage up and you take it into the hotel. You, no, no, here. And again, I'm just kind of making a, you know, teasing about it. But no, you have to argue about it for 30 minutes there. And, and then once you argue about it, you get your game plan and whatever. And, and anyway, we'd, we'd have got three times that amount of luggage in the hotel by the time it started to actually move. And it's because of a mentality that existed within their minds. Now, folks, Christians, you and I are exactly the same way. We've been translated, the Bible says, out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his beloved son. We've been taken out of the systems of this world and now put into the government of his kingdom. But the problem is you can know that on paper. You can hear that preached. Pastor can stand on top of the tank and make the declaration. But until this thing right here gets renewed, it doesn't make a difference. And so you and I, we've got to get the, the, the collar yanked off us. The enemy has tased some of you so many times. You got to a boundary and he tased you. You got to another boundary and he tased you. You got to this boundary and he tased you. But Jesus came along. Maybe you went to an encounter weekend. Maybe you came to a service and you were prayed for. Maybe you had this moment with God and, and, and the collar was ripped off you. You are no longer the enemies, but you are his but yet you'll come up to this boundary and you're expecting to get tased again. And I'm just saying it is time you stepped out of those boundaries of your mind to begin to function in a kingdom that's different than the one you and I live in in the natural and renew our minds to the concept that God is able and He is willing and He can do anything and everything. He lives in us and yes, it can happen. You need to write down these verses. I, I, I can't read all of, you, all of these verses to you. I'll run out of time. Genesis 18, 14. You just need to start writing this stuff down. I'm just, well, I, I changed my mind. I am going to read some of this to you. Genesis 18, 14. Listen to some of the things. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Come on, that's in the Bible. Numbers eleven twenty three. See if you're as fast as I am. Numbers eleven twenty three, the Lord said to Moses, has the Lord's arm been shortened? Now you shall see whether what I say will happen to you or not. Hallelujah. The book of Job, can anything good come from the book of Job? Listen to this. Job, when he finally woke up in the midst of his calamity, Job 42, verse two, it says this, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. Come on, I'm just sewing stuff into you. You just need to hear this. This is the this is the will and testament right here. Are you getting this? This is what you've got. Jeremiah 32, 17. It says this, Ah, oh, Lord God, behold, you've made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Must I go on? The book of Matthew, chapter 19, verse 26. Come on now, these are the you are able, but Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Come on now, you got to renew your mentality every day when they're looking at you and saying, no, no, you can't get the raise. No, you can't. Get the promotion. No, you can't uh, access this. No, no, no. You need to get back and say, you know what, if that's God's heart and that's God's will, then he will bring to pass because nothing is too hard for the Lord. You got to renew your mentality, though, and that's our problem. We allow the world to renew our mentality. We let MTV renew our mentality. We let reality shows renew our mentality. I'm not saying there's just anything wrong. I'm just saying who's renewing your mentality? We will walk out of here. We'll go back to our jobs and they'll renew our mentality unto what the world system is. You'll have people within your own family tree at times look at you and tell you when you're trusting God and believing God that somehow you've lost your mind. You'll have people do that. They'll walk up to you well-meaning people. They'll say, well, I love God too, but I think that's stupid. Well, I'm sorry. You think it's stupid. I've just I've got a hold of what I've got in Him that lives in me. I'm no longer looking for just fire insurance. I'm I'm looking for overcoming, overcoming reality. Renew your mind. Number two. Then we got to get to demonstrating the reality, demonstrating the reality. Jesus didn't show up and didn't produce. John chapter 10, I don't believe I put that on the screen. You can write this one down. John ten thirty seven. This is what Jesus looked at some folks and said, I kind of like this. You know, the Lord's really kind of just to the point. John 10 and 37, if you, if I do not, excuse me, if I do not do the works of my Father, don't believe me. How about that? What would that be like for all of us? And just simply say, hey, if I, if I don't have the goods, then don't believe me, leave. If it can't happen, then just go. If I do not do the works of my father, don't believe me. But then he says in verse 38, but if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the father is in me and I in him. Jesus never looked at his disciples and he said, you go and do miracles. You move in power and authority and you just do like I taught you, despite the fact you've never seen me. Jesus never did that. And so there has to be a demonstration. He he demonstrated that reality. Paul did the exact same thing in the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. This is the one I've been quoting here recently. Colossians 1 verse 27. It says, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Do you understand what the mystery in you is? The mystery in each one of us, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, the mystery in you is that He lives in me. That's a mystery. He lives big in me. He's all powerful in me. He can do anything in me. And that's why it says in verse 28 Him we preach, warning every man, teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect or complete in Christ Jesus. Verse 29. To this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works, what? In me mightily. So the Father's working is working inside of us mightily. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, Paul said this, he he said once again, "I, I came to you in the presence of God, in the power of the Holy Spirit, demonstrating to you the gospel, and I became an example to you in this regard. And the Spirit of the Lord has just been really putting it to me by saying, you need, you need, and I need to find places where we can see the power of God working. We need to see that reality demonstrated. You need to see it. I need to see it. In order to do that ourselves, we need to see reality demonstrated. You know, I have oftentimes listened to people be critical of of what we call faith healers. And they've been critical of them. And we can mention several of them that people would just be critical. Maybe they're critical of their style or maybe they're critical of you know, the way they present themselves. And maybe I'm not comfortable with the way they do it either. But then I'll hear people say, well, if, they, if they're such a faith healer and if they believe God, then why don't they go to the hospitals and just empty the hospitals? Well, can I share with you something? John G. Lake in Spokane, Washington nearly did just that. You'll read the history account. He nearly emptied all the hospitals. And maybe it's time we renewed our mind to where that very much was a possibility. I think that would be really something in the city we live in. And the only reason it can't happen is because we've created the boundary and have been tased there so many times. We need to begin to believe. Now I understand you just can't walk into the domain of doubt and unbelief And all of a sudden do that. So I understand that there has to be a growth in all of these things. I understand that. But that's why it must start even in this place and in our lives and begin to renew our mind. And we have such mastery of this aspect of our life that, yes, we can go into the hospital room. And despite the doubt and the unbelief and the pride and the intellectualism, there's something in us that is unintimidated. It is absolutely reckless in our faith. And we say, get up and be healed and let them just get their minds boggled. Amen. That's got to start being our vision, that's got to start being our goal is to set people free. We've had people say already, well once you get to be bipolar, there's no freedom. You're on medicine the rest of your life. Who says? Who says? Who says you got to take that ADD stuff the rest of your life? Who says? I understand there's a place for medicine. I like an antibiotic as much as anybody when I get an infection. Don't misunderstand. But I'm saying, who says? Who says? Who says that you've got to just relegate yourself to what man's boundary is? It's because we've been tased to the point we accept it. I'm taking the collar off. It's time to just quit yelling on the top of a tank and begin to let it function in everyday life demonstrate the reality and finally number three risk its practicality risk its practicality it's like what tracy shared with us this morning all of this is theory unless we make the attempt actually try why do you think the word says that god has chosen the foolish things to confound the wise guess who the foolish things are yeah and that's our problem we're so worried about looking foolish but God says, I'm using the foolish things to confound the wise. I'm using the weak things to shame the mighty. I know you don't feel strong enough. You qualify. I know you feel foolish. Guess what? You're positioned to be used by God. In 2 Corinthians 1.20, it's one of my favorite passages in the Bible. I went back to look at it and it said something I don't know that had really lit up to me before. In 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says this, For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen. And that's usually where we leave it, isn't it? But you got to keep reading the verse. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen. To the glory of God through us. Woo! That means God's bringing all of His promises, yes and amen, through us. Through us. It's not coming in from outer space somewhere. God's not dropping it from some distant planet into our situation. God's not all of a sudden sending the cavalry over the the hill or sending the armada into the harbor. He says, through you. Through you, all the promises of God are yes and amen. Yes and amen. And some of those promises, I understand, start out small. I understand that God says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Because if you'll embrace small beginnings, he'll give you greater beginnings. Last Sunday, I was visiting with Steve Harvey right there at the back Wednesday, and he said, Pastor, last Sunday when you were speaking healing, my shoulder hurt so bad. But the instant, the instant we started praying for the sick, that pain left me. That may not be much to you, but it was something to him anyway. And it may be a small beginning, but praise God, it's a beginning. I've had people say to me, I had a pain in my side. And the minute we started praying, that pain began to be alleviated. Just a small thing, except if you had the pain, it wouldn't be that small, I don't suppose. But you know what? It's a small thing. We won't despise it. And that's where we get started. A small thing, Tracy, just wandering around Walmart feeling like she's got a word and giving it to this lady she's interacted with. Maybe it's just a small thing, but that small thing ended up being a great thing for that woman who was afraid she was going to lose her husband to cancer and then hearing that God's word was, no, that doesn't have to happen. Small thing maybe to you and your hearing, but it was a great thing to that woman in Walmart, and we won't despise that. I'm here to say to you this morning, I don't know how you've come and what you've brought, and you may think it to be a small thing, but God's about ready to take small things and turn them around into great things. Yes, he is. I think the anointing has landed. Amen. We had a word in that regard. We had a word that said, hey, small things, don't despise those small things. God's going to bring a great thing. We won't despise the small thing, the small thing, the, 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 the little bit of resource that comes. We won't despise it because if we'll embrace that, there'll be great things that'll come out of that. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, build the foundation right now in your people that are here. Build a foundation in them that they might begin to have a life, Lord, that demonstrates your reality. Lord, renew our minds. Renew our minds. Lord, enable us. Enable us to demonstrate, Lord, the reality of what you want to do. And Lord, give us, Lord, the ability to risk even being foolish or looking foolish. Thank you, Lord, that you're doing that. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing that's in this house right now. Lord, we honor it. We honor you. We thank you. We thank you for the power of God that's beginning to move mightily. Lord, in me, in these people, it's moving mightily even now as we speak. Thank you, Lord, that it's manifesting. How about standing with me? Will you please, everyone, stand. Lord, begin to manifest now that anointing. Manifest, Lord, the power of God that works mightily in us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Don. Can you give me some of that background stuff there? And, and guys, the synthesizer is going to be on here. Let's just begin to pray right now. Just begin to seek God before we go here this morning. How many of you need a miracle? I mean, you're needing God to move and do some things in your life. I'm telling you, I know there are resource miracles that need to take place. I know there are relationship miracles that need to take place. I know there are physical needs and miracles that need to take place. How about it? Do you believe that all things are possible to him who believes? Thank you, Lord. Just honor him right there where you are. Just honor the Lord. Lord, we honor you. We honor what you're doing. We honor your presence. We honor you, Lord. Hallelujah. Here's what we're going to do. If you have a physical infirmity, I'm going to pray for the sick right now. You need to slip out and just and just make your line. we're going to pray for the sick right now before we go, and if that's you, just come right out and just stand and make a make a line across here. we're going to pray for the sick, but you' got to come believing, and if you'll come believing, I'll come believing that God's going to do something incredible in this moment. Greater is he, greater is he. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Congregation, would you extend your hands right now toward these people right now? We're not believing that, that something's just going to sort of change, kind of change, maybe change. But now, today, are you hearing me? Today, now, power, power, power. Hallelujah, that power will come. Power is available more than enough. We're not, we're, not, we're not ministering an aspirin to you or a Tylenol. We're ministering change and health and healing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We stir in this house an atmosphere of healing power in the name of Jesus. We stir in these people right now. We stir. We stir. We stir our minds under remembrance of the promises of God that by his stripes we are healed. We stir our minds under remembrance that you came and you healed all those who were oppressed by the enemy. Hallelujah. Come on now, you got to believe right now. You got to believe right now. You got to believe right now. I don't know if people are lining up and they're still coming. I need them, I need them, I need them in a line right now because I don't want to break through this line. Guys, just, just slide. I, it's, I'm just, we're just trying to get people in a line. Hallelujah. We're just going to go through this and believe God. Come on, folks. you got to intercede right now. You, you have a part of this. The Bible says that if any two agree on earth as touching it in heaven, it shall be done. And if you agree with me this morning... And you have it in your mind that God, that God is more than able, then you see we've got more than enough of the stuff in Him to see people completely mended. We gotta get charged up about this. That people who are sick are healed. People who've had a report of cancers and blood issues and they need creative miracles in their body, that God can do this. We need our minds renewed to this. You're saying, what will people think? They may call us foolish. Praise God. God uses the foolish things to shame the wise. Hallelujah. He's going to do it. Come on, I want everyone to say, especially down front, say, he's going to do it. it. Come on now, he's He's going going to do it. Come on, it's happening right now. You aren't even needing me to touch you. Some of you, if, if you'd allow that to rise up in you, you wouldn't need me to even touch you. Don't wait for me to touch you, and I will touch everyone, but right now, in you, it can, your body's beginning to change and be healed. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Here we go. Are you ready? Are you ready? Father, I thank you right now for that anointing, which is going to come into agreement right now with people as they live in you that will bring absolute and complete healing in Jesus name, in in Jesus name right now in Jesus in Jesus name in, in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name hallelujah in Jesus name in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus let it work mightily in you in mightily in you in the name of in the name of Jesus let it work mightily right now in you lord mightily in you right now in Jesus name Let it work mightily right now. In the name of Jesus. Let power begin to come. Power begin to come. Lord, over this man in his ears. Lord, right now in his ears, in Jesus' name. Lord, I speak health and healing and restoration to those ears that have been stolen from him in the name of Jesus. I say be opened in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in your mind right now, in this area right now, I declare wholeness and healing Recovery in the name of Jesus. Now, now in the name of Jesus. Wholeness. Recovery. Power in Jesus' name. Healing in Jesus' name right now. Moving in you. Greatly moving, moving in you. Now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's happening now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now in Jesus' name. In you now. In this area. I declare freedom. A liberty, a release, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, taking place right now in you, in you, right now. Now, now, in Jesus' name, now, in the name of Jesus. Wholeness, healing, health, now, in Jesus' name. Lord, we declare the fullness of health, the fullness of wholeness and healing, in the name of, in the name of now, in the name of Jesus. Do it, do it, Lord. We release that right now in you in Jesus' name. We release that. We release it in you, in Jesus' name. Release it. Release it right now. More than enough of what is available, we release it in you. We release that in you right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You're healing, making people whole, now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Wholeness, now, in Jesus' name. Lord, I I just release power into this man. Power into him right now, Lord, to do its work in the name of Jesus. To work mightily in him, Father, I pray right now. Let it be released right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you're doing that right now. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Come on now, act on it. Now, you're breaking. As you're praising God, you're breaking your mentalities. Come on, thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You're breaking. You're breaking. You're breaking that mentality. When you function in faith, you're breaking through your fears. Come on, let go of the what if. Well, what if it does well what why stop it stop and just say yes and amen yes and amen yes and amen thank you lord we're going to take just to say is there something you could not do is there any tangible difference come on we're just going to take a minute is there is there tangible difference amen what did god do
1: Lord, I had a frozen shoulder. It's free.
0: It was frozen and now it's free. And you can do that. Hallelujah. It was frozen and now it's free. Come on. Let God do His work right now. Some things can't be tested instantly. I understand that. But some things can be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. my nose has been running like a faucet since I got here. My sinus has been clogged. They're clear. My nose isn't running. Praise God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Just, you got to believe God. You say, well, my problem's bigger than just a frozen shoulder and a clogged up nasal pad. Well, it could be. But God's power is just as available. Just because there's giants in your land doesn't mean he can't bring them down. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Come on now, you're beginning to master. Let your inner man arise right now. That's faith in you. If you're battling with the fears, you've got to let, you let your inner man begin to arise right now. And let that part of you be master. That's God in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah.
1: There's a prophetic word that just came. um, And the word was that when Jesus fed the 5,000, that the miracle did not happen in front of them. That Jesus took the food over and he broke it. And they gave it to them and they ate it. And that is when the the multiplication began to happen. But you have to eat. You have to eat the word that is coming forth. You have to eat. You have to accept and receive the gift of healing. And then you have to take it and you have to digest it. And you have to believe that it's done its work. You right here. Lord would say that the past is over. It's all over. You don't have to look back. Lord's saying, I'm giving you a new day. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are becoming new. Look ahead. Forget the things which are behind and press on. Behold, I do a new thing in your life. You can trust me. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Just soak for just a minute. We can soak for a moment or two. Hey, I'm in a fast. I can stay all day. Amen. We're coming up to day 21, by the way. We haven't quite got to day 20. You heard me talk about day 3, day 10. And we're coming up to day 21 here real quick. And I'm telling you, there's going to be some amazing things happen after day 21. And on the second, I believe the second Sunday of February is day 40. And it's just going to explode. I believe that. It's just going to explode. Amen. But just soak for a minute. You just got to soak in the presence of God. We rush. We rush his presence. We rush what he's doing. We've just got to stay and soak in his presence for just a moment. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing right now. We don't want to miss a moment that the father is up to something. Lord, help us to see that right now. Help us to see that right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you're doing that right now. Right, right in the back, right here in the back of the knee. The back of the knee right now the lord just said it's being it's being healed it's being healed right now for you right now it's being healed right in the back of the knee wrists it's almost like it's carpal tunnel come on move that wrist strengths coming back to it healing's coming back to it in the name of jesus in the name of jesus Right now. The reason God works in these areas is we'll never see the creative miracles where he replaces organs until we begin to believe and act on some of these miracles right here. Some of you had had a slight limp. I speak healing to that right now. A straightening of that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lower back. Lower back. We speak strength to that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, we're just soaking. We're just soaking for a minute. Just say, inner man, arise right now. Arise to the Lord. Let your faith come back in. Let your hope come back. Become consumed with what He can do. Let go of the past and embrace today and his future for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you're doing that even now. Here's what I want to ask, and then we're done. If there's anyone right now, you've never made a personal commitment to Jesus Christ. The Lord loves people, and that's why he'll heal people. And he'll, he'll, he'll do miraculous things in people's lives just because he loves us. That's a demonstration of his love and of his mercy, not because of our worthiness. None of us are worthy. Not a one of us. It, I, I've walked with the Lord for 30 years, and I'm not worthy. So it really doesn't matter what you've come with or how you've come. You're not worthy, and we all acknowledge that because we aren't either. And he loves you, and he ministers to you, and he heals you, not because you're worthy, but because of his love. Period. Period. Now, it says that the goodness of God is what leads men to repentance. And he is good. And he's blessed you and he's helped you. And this is what I need. I just, I just need to part like the sea here. Alan, I need you and Omega, if you guys could go just, just this way. And, and I just want to leave a little opening here. Because if, if you need to just say, you know, before I go, I want to get my heart right. The Lord's been good and I just want to get my heart right before I go. And I'm not right with God right now. Maybe it's the first time you've ever made this decision or maybe you're getting right with the Lord and you've known him in times past. But just 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 you can link up with me right here. Just I want you to just come right here. We're going to pray before we go. If that's you, if I'm getting right with God, God bless you. I'm getting right with God. I want my heart right again. Come on. You won't be the only one. Anyone else? I want to get my heart right before I go this morning. Is that you? The goodness of God. It's the goodness of God that leads men and women to repentance. The goodness of God the goodness of God. I can only give you about another 30 seconds. The Bible says that if we'll acknowledge him before men, he'll acknowledge us. If we don't, well, he says, I won't. So we just follow the word of the Lord. And that's why we just say, people, come on. God bless you. I'm glad you came. Amen. Come on now. Anyone else? We've seen all kinds of young people. I've had people say through the years, well, you know, you ought not go to the altar too much. You know what? Just just don't listen to them i just soon you pitch a tent and live down here. I mean, that's the way to do it. Just, just stay in the presence of God. Keep your account short. Come on, I've only got another 20 seconds. Come on, if that's you, come on. Don't, don't make me beg you. If that's you, just slip out. God's knocking on your door. God bless you. All right, we're going to pray right now, guys. We're going to pray right now. And everybody's going to join with us. This is how we do it. Everyone together, say, Dear Jesus... Thank you for talking to me today. You've been really good. And your goodness has drawn me. I confess this morning. All sin and waywardness. And I make a choice. To turn from that. And to repent. And to walk towards you. I believe in my heart. You're the son of God. And that you died for me. And were raised for me. And that same resurrection power is coming inside of me. You're living in me, causing me to come alive. And I receive that. And your word says, at that moment, I am a child of God. So thank you, Lord. I bless you. And I honor you. And I'll walk with you in Jesus name. Amen. Now give the Lord a big hand. Praise God, God is good, is He not? Well, we had a lot to go through this morning. I appreciate your patience and long suffering, but you know God's just doing some incredible stuff, and I appreciate though you, you hanging tough. Remember, take your card, pray, 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 pray. next sunday we 're going to see miracles happen in this area, so you pray, get those cards. If somebody was here that you know needed to be here and didn't get one, take one to him, But you're released. I hope to see you Wednesday. Big net meeting. God bless you. You're released.